0: AI has a potential for really changing a lot of business practices. Businesses are already aggressively investing in these new technologies.
1: It's going to change jobs. A lot of people are gonna find that the jobs that they've been remunerated for in the past are not going to be the jobs in the future
2: there's so many design challenges how can we make sure these algorithms take into account issues that we know we care about what kind of planet do we want to be living on what kind of growth do we care about is it just growth for growth's sake or is it inclusive and sustainable growth
3: Well, we're all going to benefit to the extent that there are new efficiencies. We can buy things cheaper. We can get AI embedded in all sort of gadgets, and therefore our lives become just easier. On the other hand, there will be a lot of casualties in terms of workers, not just the routine workers that were in the factories that got replaced by software over the last 30 years, but we're gonna see more professional workers who are actually going to be losing their jobs because AI can do those jobs at least as well as they can and far more efficiently. And it's going to have tremendous social and political implications because a lot of those professional workers are used to doing fairly well. This isn't the working class anymore. We're now talking about the middle class of America, and AI could very easily be taking over many of those jobs.
1: To say that everybody benefits has never been true in economic history or economic change. There will be actually significant parts of society that will fall behind. Major technological changes, and they don't happen all that often. The steam engine was one, electrification was another. The winners win more than the losers lose. So, net, net, big gain. Even in the last 40 years, 50 years, the nature of technological change has favored those with more advanced educations, higher degrees, technical educations, and so on. This has been a clear trend for the last 50 years. That means a lot of people have been left behind in the United States. Heads of AI who are billionaires are libertarians. They say, oh, leave everything alone, leave it to us. Well, that's easy if you're a billionaire, but it's not so easy if you've lost your job. In this sense, I think that we really need to have a fair assessment of this great potential technology to make sure that it works for society broadly.
4: Artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotic automation can affect the way they're using labor. AI is going to have major disruptive effects. Some firms are going to survive, some of them will disappear. Entire sectors of the economy will be radically changed by AI. There's also the risk that AI is going to increase income and wealth inequality. These technologies are capital intensive, skill bias and labor saving. If you own the the machines or the capital that owns the machines, you do well. If you are in the top 10% distribution of skills, education, human capital, probably AI makes you more productive and efficient. But if you are a low or medium value added, uh, worker, your jobs and income could could over time be at risk. One view says that there'll be tons of new jobs of the future that we don't even know of, so there'll be always a demand for labor. The other one is more dystopian and worries that eventually many jobs, initially cognitive white collar jobs that are low value added, then blue collar jobs, eventually cognitive and creative jobs could be you know, at risk. Of course, if the economic pie is larger because you have higher potential growth and productivity growth, can always tax uh, those who are better off those that are winners and then redistribute income to those who are left behind
1: it's going to change jobs a lot of people are going to find that the jobs that they've been remunerated for in the past are not going to be the jobs in the future the returns to owning ai to owning the intellectual property will soar and that's why we have new trillion dollar companies but for a lot of americans it actually means lower real earnings, not higher real earnings, because it means a shift of the income distribution. And we need to understand all of this better so that we can actually make public policies that say, oh, AI is a great thing, but this part of society is gonna need help. This part of society is gonna be so incredibly rich that they actually should pay some more taxes.
5: This topic of AI is really fever pitch now. In all the areas that I inhabit as my work, As an investor, as an economist, as a board member, as a public policy person, I think it's a longer game than perhaps people are are thinking about. But at the micro level, it could have a meaningful impact, not just on business models and how companies constitute themselves and think about allocating resources like capital and labor. But also, I think it could be incredibly transformative for the role of state if indeed we end up with a lot more people who are out of work, which some estimates assume that that might be the case we might see a new role of state and obviously a real challenge to what the role of corporations is, given that on the 2019 Business Roundtable, a pledge to revamp the role of corporations, not just think about financial shareholders, but to think about stakeholders broadly. So in a world where more people are out of work, we have to think about how society is growing in this laborless growth model. There's a lot more questions that will emerge around AI. And of course, I have not even talked about the risks to the downside. My thesis is that we're going to see a much closer relationship between the public sector, including the third sector, the NGO sector, and corporations. At least that's what we would hope to see, because I think ultimately we all should be pulling together to have better outcomes for economic growth, but better outcomes for society. AI uh, has the
0: potential for really changing a lot of business practices. You know, it's coming on very rapidly. Businesses are already aggressively investing in these new technologies. History is a guide. It does take time for those technologies to be incorporated into business practices and to have a big impact. We tend to see the technology, we can see it, we can feel it, we can taste it, we know it's coming. Therefore, it should happen immediately. It doesn't happen that way generally. It happens over over periods of several years, even a couple decades. But I think all businesses will benefit and also be challenged by artificial intelligence and of course the the benefit is productivity gains i mean businesses are scrambling to try to figure out how to raise the productivity of their labor force they know that it's going to be hard to find workers in the future given demographic trends aging out of the workforce by boomers and weaker immigration General purpose technologies, which include new forms of
2: energy, even includes like mass production, includes nanotechnology, these have often influenced new changes in production, and distribution, and consumption, right? So it means a new technology, a new technological revolution that impacts the whole economy, not just one little you know, gadget or something. Even Google's algorithm was financed from the National Science Foundation. The Internet was financed by DARPA. GPS was financed by the Navy. The big questions we're asking today around AI, but even just big tech in general in terms of privacy, how our data is being used, do we know how it's being used? The GPT now 5.0 or whatever we're, we're coming to. There's so many design challenges. How can we make sure these algorithms take into account issues that we know we care about, just look at the Human Rights Declaration, right? There's a lot of good information there, but also the Sustainable Development Goals. These are all important in terms of defining what kind of planet do we want to be living on? What kind of growth do we care about? Is it just growth for growth's sake, or is it inclusive and sustainable growth? So there's real design challenges, especially today where a lot of the talent that used to be distributed is in four or five companies around artificial intelligence. So there's Profits being earned in excess of the underlying innovation, that has then affected massive, what I call rents, which are used then to hire in some of the top workers, labor, to work for the companies Much of this, if you look at AI, used to be in universities, places like Stanford, MIT. It's now much more profitable for top academics to be doing artificial intelligence research for the big four or five companies in this space and not in universities or even not in DARPA. What I think is healthy would be if that talent pool was distributed